our new location at 77 Grove Street, the former CVPS building. Now we've got the power. The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. This is the Inside Pitch. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald. Thank you for supporting your hometown newspaper. Here they are, Bob Fredette and Tom Haley. Play ball! Hello, this is Bob Fredette. Hello, this is Tom Haley. This is the Inside Pitch. And welcome back to the Inside Pitch. This is Bob Fredette, sports editor of the Rutland Daily Herald, along with Tom Haley. We're here sitting here on a day when, well, I guess Chuck Clarina would write about this under his lead, wouldn't he? It's a rainy, dismal-looking uh, Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, He loves yeah, the weather. He, he loves that weather. <laughs> What's the weather like? I don't I don't go to the, the websites. I, don't, I go to Chuck. I call him Chuck. Even when it's a good day. Even when it's a good day. Bluebird well, sky? Bluebird sky. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Today we have a very special guest. One of the reasons I listened to I listened to radio when I was growing up, and it's not that he's that much older than me. But Jack Healy always used to play a bunch of Beatles songs, and I always loved that. And I'm sure a lot of you did as well. So uh, I don't know if you saw Paul McCartney on 60 Minutes the other night, but uh, it was worth seeing. Anyway, Jack Healy, longtime voice of Rutland Sports and uh, Castleland Sports, and generally sports uh, in particular, uh, is with us today. Jack, welcome. Well, great to be here. And uh, by the way, I did uh, I didn't see uh, Paul McCartney on 60 Minutes, but I did see him at Suffolk Downs, Boston, Mass., August of 1966, ah. <laughs> with the other three guys. It's like with the other three guys. Yeah, the last year they toured, wasn't yeah. it? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're, we're here to talk about sports, a bunch of sports here, but I'm just going to kick it off here because uh, we don't know where to start and we don't know where it's going to end up, but I'm just going to throw out, how about those Rotten High School Raiders? I, I, I got to tell you, I, they had that disappointing loss against BFA, and uh, people can say, okay, they, you know, they had the opportunity to win. It didn't happen. They turn around the next week. They're down 13 nothing against Hartford, as you know, and everybody else out there knows. And they came back, and uh, they won the game 21-13, just a gutty, gutty, gutty performance. Then they go up to Middlebury on the road the following week and completely dominate from the opening whistle to the final whistle. Like just terrific. I think they're going to run the table. I really do. And win it all, right? And well, I think they're going to run the field. table at least during the regular, regular season. season. I'll give them that. Okay, okay. But I, I actually, if I were going to bet, yeah, I, I think they are going to uh, run the, the the table all the way through. I might as well say that because uh, you know they they don't play uh, St. Jay or Colchester, of course, in the regular season. We yeah. know they have Rice at uh, home. They got Essex at home. They're at Burlington South Burlington. Uh, they uh, will play undoubtedly a, a team that they didn't see during the regular season, but uh, right now, and I haven't seen everybody, but uh, right now, I think they're the best team. I yeah. do, I do too. You know, yeah. the thing about it too is that I, I think there's some bad actors in Division One this year because there's it's so much parity, and you really can't separate you know the, uh, the the good from the bad at some point until they go head to head. As we go further and further into the schedule, we're we're getting that. But I think one of those games is this week. You know, how good is Rice really? Yeah. And uh, and we're going to find out on Friday. Friday night at Alumni Field. And so. when you say you think they're the best team, you're saying you think they're the best team in Division One. You've seen both teams. What would you think about a Burn Burton? Rutland matchup. Well, you know the thing. Is, the thing about it is, I've only seen Burn Burton, and I want to be fair to them. Okay, I don't think they've got better athletes than Rutland does. I think when you look at a lot of the individual athletes, I think Rutland's athletes are as good as anybody. Uh, I think the reason why a guy like uh, um, uh, the, the Burn Burton kids, why they stick out, is because they don't have as many good athletes. They have got good ones, but they don't have the numbers that Rutland does. Right. Uh, but I think that uh, Jake Baker is an outstanding athlete. 
athlete, and he does so many things for that team. Uh, I don't think that's a guy they can afford to lose. I think Rollins has a little bit more wiggle room there. I know it's comparative scores, uh, but Middlebury plays Burn Burton this week. this week, and so we'll find out. I mean, again, it's it, it's always yeah. tough on a comparative scores, obviously, because we've already seen it in Division Even One. Even more We've're so seen, in a non-divisional yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's really going to be interesting. I, I mean, I I think Burn Burton will beat Middlebury. As a matter of fact, that's my feeling. But we'll find out really. It'll at least give us something to compare the two with because we know Rollins not going to play Burn Burton, so we do know that. Well, you know the thing too is that it's all about timing, I think. Yeah. And and one of the comments that was made to me after Rollins lost that BFA team is uh, one of the trainers said they really beat up on those guys, yeah. and I think that's one of the things that Burn Bur- or uh, BFA had to play Hartford last week after playing Rutland. Yeah. and I think Middlebury now that has to go to Burn Burton after playing Rutland. Yeah. And Rutland is very very physical. You know, and they—they're not a small team. They got some yeah. big guys out yeah, there. Yeah, the, the fullback you might remember for for Middlebury didn't play in the second half. Uh, he was—they were administering to him on the yeah on the bench. So he only got a couple carries in the first yeah, half. Yeah, right? yeah, so. he only got a couple. So they must have really uh, possibly done a number on him just because they're physical. They're certainly not dirty or anything. They're just no. a physical team. You're right. And the defense—that's why it's a little surprising. It was—I know they had a couple of turnovers against BFA. Obviously, BFA put 29 points on the board. It was just one of those games but uh, their defense is tough I mean they haven't uh, let's face it they haven't given up a a touchdown that counts since the early going in the Hartford game the second one was uh, was the block punt yeah right and and then of course the the one last week was at the end of the game yeah during garbage time so yeah yeah they've uh, they're very good and they got their weapons on offense too a number of receivers Uh, Ryan Moore quarterback has really uh, yeah, I mean, he he runs that read option as good as anybody I've seen over the last couple yeah. of years. That includes Andy Kanash and, and some others. I mean, he's really uh, put it together, and he throws a nice ball. Again, great receivers, and of course Dakota Peters uh, in the backfield. Wow, they yeah. got it, they got it all right now. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's tough. He's and I just think player. everybody looks at Rutland totally different now than they did a few weeks ago because. When they got beat at home by BFA, how many people do you hear? <coughs> oh my goodness. Hartford and Middlebury, both on the road, they could have a stretch of 0 and 3. And boy, nobody's looking at them that way now. Yeah. Hello, this is Jason Behenna, Director of Athletic Marketing and Communications at Castleton University. And you're listening to the Inside Pitch. Yeah, so it's, and, and well, the, thing, the thing about that BFA thing, I just want to throw this up before we move any further on it, is, is almost every BFA on game something where somebody comes back from like right. two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And, and right. I, I wasn't last year, <coughs> but the three, uh, three of the last four years has been just like that. Right. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, everything is right up in the air until the very end. So it's, that's a very interesting thing. Uh, so, and the other thing I wanted to throw out there where you're talking about Ryan Moore, one of the things I've noticed, and you probably have too, you don't know until the very end whether he's going to run it or throw I, it. I know. Because he gets that running start <laughs> to the line you're of really, and he lets it go. You really got to keep your eye on him yeah. to know exactly what uh, happens. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of uh, the other games, with BFA, uh, you might remember the last time Rotland was at Hartford. Of course, they weren't 
uh, at Hart for the last couple of years. They played them at right. home. Yeah. It was their championship year when they got down 20 to nothing. Remember? Speaking of Andy Kanaj, right. uh, yeah, uh, they, and they came back and won. So they've done that twice over at Hartford over the last yeah. uh, the last couple of trips over there. Yeah, yeah I, I know you guys have talked about it and written about it. Uh, and I know Mike Norman has said it, uh, the most uh, parody and uh, the most intriguing season he's seen in 25 years. Me too. I haven't seen this in years. I, yeah. I had so much fun. I mean, I, yeah. you, there's no, you know, the last couple of years, pretty much people thought two years ago, all right, it'll be Hartford and St. Jay. Last year, people thought it'll be Hartford and St. Jay. And actually, a lot of people, including myself, were saying Hartford and St. Jay after the first game this year, too, yeah. until we saw everything kind of pan out. It's just great. It's and I can't believe there's only three more games to go in the regular season. <laughs> oh, I know. That, so it's, it is. It's, that's yeah. astounding. Yeah. It's yeah. astounding. It's like we were sitting here two weeks ago talking about the beginning of the season, about game one. Football is so fast. and uh, But you're right about D1 and, uh, and, and the fact that, that Rutland does not play St. Jay makes the postseason yeah. even more intriguing. I mean, that quarterback for the Hilltoppers is Yeah, he's as good he's as anybody. Uh, so. And then, of course, the, the last time Rotland went to the championship game, they played Middlebury, and they didn't play Middlebury during that regular right. season either. We know what happened right. in that game. Right. But uh, a lot of fun, and this is a very good team. You're, and they're very big, and they're very deep. I mean, on the offensive-defensive line, yeah. and, you know, Matt Creed and all the rest of them. Gee, it's you, terrific. You know that the most, they're going to have almost all those guys next year on the line. Yeah, I know. That's going to be so. Yeah, yeah. And it may be like, they may have to replace. And you notice how they guys. they go from one generation to the next as far as classes are concerned. When uh, Ryan Moore isn't in there, everybody that comes in, uh, Perry or the other quarterback, a younger quarterback, I would assume he's the heir apparent next year and everything. They, they, they run that read option. They all, I mean, they've all been yeah. trained to have that same system all the way through. Boy, that yeah. you talk about continuity. Yeah. That's what they have for sure. Yeah, and when you got linemen who are doing those schemes and have grown used yeah. to them, yeah, that's one of. The, I mean, this this came together in quite a hurry, you know, yeah. this year. You know, which is one of the things that's very astonishing to me is that how you can come back with like maybe six six guys were on the field at all last year right and then wind up with this situation here you know and i don't i don't look at that as being like everybody being weak rutland's really executing yeah. plays out there yeah they know, are so. this is the inside pitch brought to you by the rutland herald the inside pitch is now on Podbean. get the app this is justin st louis from devil's bowl speedway and you can also find the inside pitch on itunes and, of course, some people are looking at the BFA game. Okay, there were a couple of turnovers, and it's certainly a big part of losing that game. However, on the other hand, they got the the turnovers the other way against Hartford. I mean, you know, Hartford was going into what they hoped would be the tying touchdown. So yeah. I look at it this way. Uh, yeah, it would have been nice to win that game against BFA, but yet on the other hand, uh, things even out. They could have lost the game against mm -hmm. Hartford, so... They're yeah. probably uh, who it was it Dennis Green we are who we should be yeah, or something we, we, that we we thought we were or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. so that's yeah. the value yeah. they right. they should be pretty much where they where they are right now you know if you you win the BFA game and some other things happen in the Hartford game but gutty yeah. performances and they got two games out of three at home which you got to mm -hmm. like that of course yep. we haven't talked about Burlington South Burlington now either I so I, I mean the QPR is out and Rice is number one in the QPR right now as we speak right and right. Uh, number two is uh, Burlington South Burlington right. Rutland's three right and if the playoffs started today Rutland would play uh, St. Jay St. Jay is uh, number six right now yeah but, well having to do a lot with how 
how many games of your opponents are you have yeah. defeated. Yeah, that's yeah. probably going to change. Yeah, it even though we change. got a few only a, a couple, that's probably going to change a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. What I mean, there's a good chance of it. Yeah. Yeah. What will happen is if Rutland wins the game Friday night against Rice, and uh, I think they will, they will be number one next week in the QPR right, yeah. because they'll get all those. Points and everything. So yeah. yeah. Well, all I have to do is be number two to be home for the entire playoffs. Yeah, that's right. Know? So and that's that's and of course a, they're home for the championship too. Exactly. We know. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we're gonna blow a lot of time off here talking about Rollin. We could talk about yeah. Rollin all day yeah. long, but I want to ask you about MSJ. Yeah. What do you think about that situation down I, there? I, you know, and I and it is a tragedy. Uh, you went to MSJ, of course. I've been here for over forty years, and uh, and I love that rivalry as much as anybody. Obviously, that hasn't been around for a while but I certainly want uh, them to have a program but I did uh, talk to Tucker Peterson a couple of times I, I talked to Tucker back in February when he got the job and I did ask him uh, you know I've asked him things like what has changed and they were optimistic about how many uh, students they were going to get uh, or how many players they were going to get and I did bring up with him I said you know once you you've already not had the program then had the program if you lose it again it might never come back that's the, i know tom you disagree with me on that i mean well, yeah, I, 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 I because it did come back one yeah, other time yeah, i yeah, think it, i but, think i think it yeah. i think the precedence here i think it possibly could but a lot is going to have to change i don't see how a school that size Thinks they can have both sports. Uh, soccer, you're talking yeah. about, yeah. And, and I, I, Just, I remember yeah. way back. Remember when soccer? I don't remember what year it was, but you know when soccer came around the first time, all the football folks were really worried that it was going to cut into football. But generally speaking, soccer players are not, unless you're a kicker, soccer players are not football players and vice versa. But yeah. And everybody was worried about that. But I I was wondering all along where the students were coming from or the players were coming from because uh, even at the beginning when they right away had to play an eight-man game and then you didn't know from yeah. week to week and uh, I have uh, kept an eye on their friends of football page and and where a lot of things might be said which uh, are intended like for other people but if you're on Facebook you can see they had uh, there was another thing too about the commitment of the players that they had uh, not to say that they didn't have players that were gun ho about playing but uh, maybe football was not the most important thing I, I saw things like I don't know if Johnny can come to practice today because he's got uh, trumpet lessons or something you know yeah. something like that yeah. so they yeah. they did really from week to week I think you were telling me you've been by practice and we're wondering where everybody was at <laughs> yeah. the time yeah it's because they never could have any consistency on that so yeah, I think you know. one of the unfortunate things about this whole thing and Bob and I have talked about this is now the way the rest of the state looks at them. I mean, there are people that are mad. Yeah. You're 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 yeah. at one of one of the other Division three schools. <laughs> you only have eight opportunities, eight yeah. Saturdays to go play football. And people are mad. They don't yeah. think yeah. they should have started this program yeah. Yeah. unless they were, you know, pretty much ironclad that yeah. that they could that it could come off. And yeah. I I know other schools are upset. I got to tell you, speaking of being on the Facebook page with Mill River Football or MSJ, I was also on the keep an eye out on the Mill River, and that actually that was the where I first found out that MSJ wasn't going to 
play in the initial going before they had the official uh, press mm-hmm. release and everything uh, because uh, John Wallet had said we've already uh, won by forfeit on October 20th or whenever the, the schedule was. Yeah. And he said, that's two this year. Yeah, that's but two. This way, right? yeah, so th- yeah. there's two games that they haven't had a that's, chance that's to really play. That's really a shame. Yeah, that's, the, that's and, a shame for the other teams. And, and you yeah. know, too, Bob and, the, and Tom, we, back in their heyday, MSG has never had uh, – a lot of students or a lot of players that was part of their you know mistake right they they competed well, yeah. in division one yeah. yeah. and th- then uh and this is a word that i you know you always have to put in quotes because people look at it badly sometimes but uh, when you talk about rice basketball or msj football well recruit but i never i am personally if you're a private school or parochial school in my opinion there's nothing wrong with recruiting I, you know that's how else are you going to get students so yeah. yeah you knew that they had to do that and i was told they did have some uh, kids that uh had uh, had to come from a long way away to to go to MSJ, but that's always been the case as far back as they I can remember. Yeah, gr- that really yeah. good yeah. player yeah. from Springfield. Yeah, that was uh, McKenzie. McKenzie, right? yeah, yeah, Josh McKenzie. Yeah, yeah from Springfield, yeah. rode a bus every day. That has not yeah. been that has not been a, you know problem, and that's not been unusual for MSJ. What you get into really is when people get when when you come knocking at somebody else's door to take players. Away. Yeah, that's a little different. Yeah, I, I'm different. not. I don't mean that's, that. Uh, you know, I and that, has, that has happened. Yeah, yeah no, I understand. Really yeah, no, I understand. And, that's and, a little and, different. And especially just days before. Yeah, no school is going to open yeah no oh, yeah. i don't That's i'm not, not talking about that kind. i'm talking yeah. about uh you know when a kid might be in the eighth grade at uh, christ the king or right. something and you go with yeah. i'm talking about that type of recruiting right i obviously not That's during fine. the time you've already committed school. to a school that's a little different yeah, yeah. you know the thing yeah. I, I i i find that's well not upsetting but kind of a shame is that you know while all this hoopla over football has been going on I think maybe that soccer program is being undervalued because that is looking like it could be a really, yeah. really good soccer program. Yeah. That's I mean, a good team. It's a good yeah, team. How many guys do they have on it? They yeah. had they, 18 or so. Play, they, I saw them. They had 16 when they played yeah. restaurant, and they added a few. And also I heard that Leo Carranza, who was playing football, came back. And you know how what kind of an athlete that kid yeah. is as well. I'd love to have his head up front, too. Yeah, he came back to soccer? Came back to yeah, soccer. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and he was yeah. one of their better uh, – he was a football player. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, as, as you know – uh, yeah, a oh, couple yeah. of uh, you know kids on the uh, football team that may- maybe you uh, would look at as being more interested, let's say, in basketball than they are in football. But they have, they did have some player. I mean, he was certainly one of them, the, yeah. the football player. Remember in the old days, uh, the the kids at uh, MSJ that played football uh, played basketball just to stay in shape. They were football players on the basketball team. You yeah. know, now there's basketball players on the football team, I, or, yeah. except for a few exceptions. Yeah, but, they play right. basketball, they yeah. play football, and nobody played baseball. <laughs> well, except for Ricky Brodowski. <laughs> and played it well. And played it yeah. well. Played it really, really and well. And Andy Matroni. Yeah, Andy Matroni. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, so anyway, I just wanted to give a little a, a shout out because uh, Timmy Gallopo is doing a really nice yes, job. Yes, he is. Yeah. yeah. With that team. They they play, without Leo Carranza. They played Westra onto a one-one stalemate yeah. before losing that that game on a, a yeah, kick from, I, from midfield. I, I I heard the show when you guys were talking about it, Mike Kinsler. Uh, hi, Mike. If you're listening to this show, you sounded great, by the way. <laughs> and uh, and of course, that's been on. Uh, it's on the internet. You can. I've seen the shot and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've certainly seen it. Uh, speaking of uh, Mike Kinsler, you had mentioned uh, Micah Kinsler. Uh, I I'm, I told Bob this the other day that I was listening to your show and and you talked about uh, being down thirteen nothing in the Shrine game and Micah Kinsler uh, uh, had possession of the ball of the la- last uh, second as uh, as. 
Perception. Lamont won, was, won the yeah. thing, and Bob goes, how do you remember that? And I'm sitting there listening to my car. I said, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> Except that I didn't, until you brought it up, I must admit, I didn't remember the Micah Kinsler had the ball at yeah. the end, but I did remember they were down 13 nothing. so I was I was at that game. <laughs> and, and, and Ben Gilbert. Ben Gilbert brought up yeah. the quarterback to help bring you him know, back. There, there's and, a Shrine team that gets a little bit, uh, you know, it's a little underrated. Yeah, because of the uh, what happened years. two years later. It was two yeah. years before yeah. the 47 40 yeah, shootout. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, yeah. they should have won the next year, too, 99. Remember, there was a, a pass in the, in the end zone. But. Hello, my name is Caden Catman. I'm the quarterback from Pulteney High School, and you're listening to the inside pitch. You're the boss, Bob, though. Did we go off at a tangent here? Uh, you're, you're, you're doing fine. I, I told Tom, as soon as we got you for a guest, I knew I could just kind of lay back and take it easy this session. And, and you know what? <laughs> when we talk about this MSJ team and the problems they had and forfeiting the season, and and, and I know people are going to say, hey, you're living in the past. But you, you wind the clock back to, you know, that, that year, Claremont, New Hampshire, 58-16 to 16 over Stevens. 1960, what? It was 1976. 76. Yeah, I mean, 76. In your opinion, yeah. and I'm, I'm not doing I, I yeah. wouldn't argue that is with my opinion. the greatest I, MSJ team yeah. ever. Well, well, as you and, know, when you say and, greatest uh, anything, greatest player, greatest uh, team and everything, it's, and it's, it's the famous subjective. And the famous line from the Claremont yeah. radio announcer do, doing the game for Stevens High School, MSJ is the best team we have seen this year, and the second best team we've seen this year is the MSJ second team. <laughs> yeah. Now you saw that team in '76, yeah. and yeah. I, and I know I've I've yeah. brought it up, uh, you know, on the internet and shows and so forth, and I've always uh, considered that to be uh, the best team. Now I didn't see teams before that. I understand about '65 Brattleboro. I was at uh, I saw the Essex team in '09 play. It was one of my I, I w- it was one of the games that we actually had on uh, the Channel Three Extra Channel, and yeah. uh, George Como and uh, Mike McCune and myself were. We're on that uh, on that broadcast and, and everything, and, 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 yeah, and at and the end of the game, they says, "Is this the best team you've ever seen?" You know, well, I was darned, even though I was outnumbered, I was darned if I was going to admit that. No, I got to tell you, folks, uh, this team, this 2009 Essex team, is pretty good, but not as good as that 1976 MSJ <laughs> team. And in my opinion, that has been. Uh, uh, that is uh, the best team I've I, I've ever seen, I, and obviously Jake Eaton's teams at Rollin. I mean, you, you get argue, you get arguments about it. That's what makes uh, talking about sports yep. so much fun. But that team was great, and they had one close game, Bob, against Mariah, New York. 16-14, and the only reason it was that close is uh, MSJ was going in for a touchdown, and uh, apparently, uh, from what I hear, uh, over the years, uh, they they fumbled like on the one-yard line of the Mariah one-yard line. They would have gone in, and they would have uh, been up 22 to 6 or something, and uh, Funzie and Tony thought they had scored in the, on the play before, and they thought that was the extra point play, and it wasn't. <laughs> and, they, and they fumbled, and then, you know, it was 16-14, and MSJ yeah. got the ball at their own one-yard line. The clock wasn't operating. I can't remember if they didn't have a clock or it wasn't operating. I don't remember. The game was at Mariah. And MSJ went 99 yards to the other one-yard line when time expired. So they won the game 16-14. Time expired on the one-yard line. That was the only close game they had. They absolutely blew everybody out. And and just like the, um, I'd say, equivalent almost to the Rutland MSJ game, you could talk about St. Johnsbury and Linden. Yeah. Was Mariah and Ticonderoga. 
I mean, that was enormous. Yes, also. yes, it was. I and I saw them play once uh, back. Uh, Mariah and Ticonderoga. Yeah, yeah, the the yeah. year I was in Ticonderoga, uh, Ticonderoga only won one game. They were like one and eight or something. I know the coach's son was the quarterback, and he went on to Dartmouth. I know that, but I, I don't think he played at Dartmouth. But, yeah, Ticonderoga and Mariah, the Mariah Vikings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So. Wow. Well, I want to throw one more thing out there because okay. the farther yeah. along this, this uh, discussion gets, the older and older we get. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go back too far. I, well, it's, it's too bad. Well, for, I'll tell you one thing. You know, that I'm, there's so many great teams coming out of Rutland we're talking about there as yeah. a tribute to this too. 1969 Mounties. Um, the team with with Billy Comstock mm-hmm. and uh, all that crew there, which had which had won uh, every game by a blowout. I was at I was a student then, and we were went on the bus to watch them play Springfield, and they, they beat Springfield thirty to six. And it was so depressing that ride home. We thought all of our dogs had been shot. We were so disappointed to lose the th- win thirty to six. And it was it was depressing, really. It's like oh my god. Every team they were they were blowing out like sixty to nothing. That was remember that the twelve to twelve tie with Rome High School at the end of the season. Yeah. At which after that, MSJ was voted by the sports writers as a state champion. But I think that undervalued that year was that Rome High School team. I wonder. I wonder if that was the impetus team. because it started team. the next year on the field. Right, yes, it did. nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. Yes. You know, that in, was the in, first year. I wonder if that has something year. to do with it. I yeah. thought in talking yeah. uh, uh, about yeah. uh, in talking about the demise of MSJ, though, some of the things that uh, I have brought up, MSJ still has won more state championship games than anybody. They they won twelve. They were twelve and four. Yeah. Uh, you compare them with other programs. BFA of St Albans in Division One has never won a state championship game. Wow. Brattleboro hasn't won since nineteen seventy three. Burlington hasn't won since the first one when they beat uh, MSJ in 1970. The was first like 16 to 14. Yeah, or yeah and, like and it was, uh, and then of course yeah. MSJ beat them in 74, 85, and 86. Yeah. And uh, Mount Anthony hasn't won since 94. Of course, they're in D2 now. And Brattleboro uh, hasn't won in a while. So, and MSJ's last championship was 2005. So it's comparatively speaking recent history. So it's not as if we're talking about a yeah. long time ago. But yeah, and uh, and you're right. They they were so-called mythical championships the way I got it uh, Rutland's won 17 and so was MSJ overall yeah and MSJ's won 12 state championships so Rutland's won 10 state championship games and uh, soon to be 11 as we were talking about earlier but yeah yeah but yeah yeah you're right uh, it's uh, boy in 1970 was when they had the the first one and yeah, up to that time, it was a so-called mythical championships, just like they used to have in college football with the AP and everything. So yeah, I liked it yeah. better like that too. <laughs> I I really liked college football better when you argue all winter yeah, long yeah. about who was who was this and who you know who who could, who got the screws put to them or whatever. Wonderful, wonderful time of football. You know, <laughs> yeah. We don't need this. We don't need this playoff, and we really don't. You know? So and I also I also like all the games on on, thanks, on uh, New Year's Day meaning something yeah. and having yeah. Cotton Bowl and Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl oh, all yeah. lined up and just. Sit there and eat turkey and gain twelve pounds. Joe Bellino, Orange Bowl. <laughs> Joe, Bellino. Joe Bellino, Orange Bowl, absolutely. Against Missouri. Name, okay. Name carved onto uh, <laughs> alumni field. Yep. Yes, he is, and it's amazing how many people don't. I've, I, I, as you probably know, I'm very proud of the autograph, the Joe Bellino autograph yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> over yes, he, he brought. He put the autograph there in 1989. Okay, and it's amazing how many people never heard of him. I, I, you know, I, I try to bring everybody over to see the. Uh, 
You, you know Joe Bellino? No. <laughs> well, he did win the Heisman. I mean, even when he went when he won the Heisman Trophy in 1960, I was only like 12 myself. But yeah, I know. Well, I, I idolized the guy. But. <laughs> People who were saying that too were like, you know, talking about us like we're dollar-year-old men walking around our back. You know, it doesn't. Uh, Bill. Now, Mary Marin, <laughs> the, the former superintendent of Rutland High, she was the one when they when uh, that uh, autograph was on the the uh, press box wall across the way on Woodstock Avenue, and when they tore it down i called up the superintendent's office uh, at least talked to the secretary and i said oh my goodness don't lose that, that autograph yeah. and she saved it and that's how it's on the on the new side which yeah. how long has it been there 12 years something like that yeah. and yeah. uh and she knew who uh, joe bellino was but i might add bill olson does not know, or he knows now, but he didn't know who really? Joe. Really? No, he didn't. No, yeah. he didn't. But he's a lot younger than we are. I know. But he went to Holy Cross. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> yeah. The principal. The principal is a lot younger than Jeez, we are. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we are old, but, but <laughs> I still remember when I was a little kid watching TV in that famous yeah. play where Joe Bellino was surrounded by. It might have been yeah. Notre Dame, yeah. but I'm not sure. But surrounded yeah. by like eight tacklers on the yeah. sideline and somehow escaped it was like it was famous yeah, it's still talked about you know it. and out of nowhere just a little guy uh, yeah. and then he went into the navy and uh, he was drafted by the patriots and he didn't uh, start playing for the patriots until he was like 28 or something and uh, near where, where i uh, come from that's where the patriots uh, practiced in the summer and went up and watched them and uh, he wow. had calves that were about you know 18 inches around it was just a Huge from the waist down, but just a little guy. But Heisman Trophy from Winchester, Mass. We uh. could talk. We could talk. Like, like Bob said, we could talk Rutland from now until until after the clock runs out. <laughs> yeah. But you also you also do all home games for Castleton. Yeah, they made a quarterback change this you, past week. They went with the freshman from. Dennis Yarmouth High School, Jacob McCarthy, and they put up a lot of points in his debut. So I wonder if this is permanent. Yeah, well, I, it's going to be interesting. They are playing at home. They haven't played at home in a while. Oh, no, so a I, long time. I haven't seen them since that uh, that game against uh, Plymouth State. They're playing Anna Maria, it's a yeah. good chance to get off to a 1-0 start in the league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. They haven't played a league game yet. No. Yeah, I do see a, a lot of Castleton stuff. I, I uh, earlier this week I saw Castleton and Williams in uh, in women's soccer. And Williams and you're number is, one, right? Are yeah, Williams is well. Williams going in was number two, but they're number defending two. national champs. Oh, okay, right. And they've won two of the last three, and they've been to this national championship game three out of four. And actually, Castleton uh, <coughs> held their own. I know you had a, a, a profile on. Uh, George right. Lord, uh, oh. no, and uh, Riley Nichols. Uh, oh, right. For the last uh, week or so. And George Lord once yeah, upon yeah, a time. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> who? Uh, yeah, yeah. A couple of Vermonters, uh, Madison Feeney's on the. Oh yeah. On the uh, Williams team and everything, yeah. they're very good. They won the national championship, but uh, Castleton held its own for a while, just like they held their own for a while in that field hockey game that you went to when it was 106 degrees. Ten to nothing. Yeah. That's all your own. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for the first couple of minutes. Oh. Yeah. It, it was 10 to nothing. I guess I was more impressed by the fact that you showed up when it was 160 yeah. degrees. Because every game was canceled. I told Bob yeah. that the other night when I, I said, I said, gee, you know, we're about ready to do the game. It's 106 degrees. It's like hot to the touch, the, the turf oh, over yeah. there. And uh, so, uh, who who 
pops in, Tom. Well, and I'm there, going to court. I'm thinking well, to myself, of course, all the games were closed. There were no all. other games. So the Red Sox were on, uh, I could were have on done, though. I could have done no game. <laughs> I know. Or gone and done <laughs> Middlebury good. College, Castle to Field Hockey, and I've subscribed I, to the same, <laughs> the same thing that you do, that it beats work. Yeah, it does be work. And you're right. I'm, I'm just being kind. Hold your own. I forgot there was actually 10 to nothing. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they didn't get the... But the, look how well they've yeah, done it, since. Yeah. And look how well they've yeah, done they're in undefeated, the Little East. They're undefeated in the Little East. The little yeah, East? I know. I know. This is incredible. But it tells you, like, Middlebury's the defending national champion. Exactly. Field and they were number one in the country. And, and uh, yeah. you know, the new coach, she's good. She's the, good. Yeah. She's going to take that who, uh, who among uh, the three of us uh, once said, uh, there's no such thing as a field hockey expert? Uh, it wasn't Chuck, me. You? <laughs> it was Chuck. I think it was Chuck. I thought it was you. It wasn't me. Uh, I, it's funny. I've been doing field hockey. It wasn't me for, and it wasn't Lynn Sanders. I, 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 I've been doing field hockey for about 10 years. I, 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 you know, and, I, and I still haven't learned all the rules, per se. It's like they, yeah. they do something. I know what the rules are, but I can't quite recognize them you well, know what you I mean? know what the rules are you're where the heck <laughs> well I, I don't know all of them that's for sure the other day we yeah. were caught when I was at a field hockey game uh it was Rutland and Brattleboro field hockey and I was in the scorers booth with of course Teresa yeah, yeah. O'Connor Sutherland yeah I was there you were there yeah <laughs> and she we were reminiscing <laughs> and she brought up about the time that Rutland High field hockey coach slash Shackley product salesman <laughs> Lynn, yes. Lynn Sanders covered up with paper, covered up all the the Gatorade logos on the on the, on the jugs, on the water jugs. Uh, just wonder, yeah. when, uh, and Mike Norman made her take them, take them off. <laughs> as, long, as long as we're talking about Lynn Sanders, we brought this up that day too. Uh, they had won the field hockey championship, what, two or three years in a row or something, and they were uh, on this long winning streak. And after, uh, after they had won the championship, uh, we had a uh, sports talk show down at a local establishment downtown on say, Sappy Center Street. <laughs> <laughs> and we invited Lynn and the whole team down there to talk and everything. And Lynn goes in there and she had no idea. She said, I didn't know it was a bar. I don't know what she expected. With it. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm she thinking to myself, geez, we're not going to bring you to the library or something. What a piece of work. Oh, we could, my God. We could talk all day. Well, uh, we're, we're going to. We're not stopping yet. I, I don't care. I know the clock says we're out of time. You got something good. Go on. We're going this is like, this is like a, this is a, Overtime. A, a, extra time. Soccer. We're, we're, soccer. We're, we're, we're pretending it's Not soccer, in high school man. soccer we might have, but uh, World Cup soccer. Yeah. Stoppage time. Okay, Stoppage there's two time. things I want to ask you, but I don't yeah. think we've covered enough of, of Castle and football. I'm okay. kind of wondering, what is your feeling as far as the progression from their time to where they are now as competing yeah. in their division now? Yeah, well, I I certainly think they could compete in the uh, ECFC, but I, I do too. I, but beyond I think, that, I, I think Husson and and SUNY Maritime. A little surprise this weekend. Husson beat SUNY Maritime. I thought the table. Yeah. I thought SUNY Maritime might be at a stage where they could turn the tables this year. But those two teams are going to be hard to beat. But I think I agree. I think they can yeah. compete. In yeah, the I think they can compete. I, I, obviously, uh, they're probably taking a step backwards uh, this year. And again, I've only seen them once, and it was over a month ago. So, but uh, by, by knowing what their record has been, they've won one game. And, but that Fitchburg team won last week. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi, this is Mike Kinsler, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch. But nevertheless, it's still uh, it's making it though. The, a lot of people go. Oh, uh, the the people, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. people love the uh, yeah. tailgating and all that. So 
from an entertainment standpoint, it certainly worked out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a place where the kids from Vermont can go, which yeah, is a yeah. big thing. And yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. It really is. I think, though, that they've got they, they, they kind of hit this hit this point where I think they need the program to be more successful to really get more kids to go there. Yeah. I think you're getting some kids, but if you're going to get really good kids, um, it was the same earlier. You know, when you saw kids who were who were who wanted someplace to play in hockey, right. they'd go to Castleman and right. they could play you know ECAC hockey. Yeah. You know, now I think they really have yeah. to get better so you can get the better kids yeah. there. Because just using hockey in this example, they lack snipers both on the men's and women's side. Right. There. So you right. just need the better players. So you need yeah. some more success. And How you achieve that? You know. Right. I'm not wearing a coach's uniform. Yeah, so well, of course, in the hockey, as you know, I mean, they got to get uh, they get kids from Europe, they get kids from Canada, they got to do that to compete. Look at Norwich. I mean, that's what right. Norwich does. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. and and and, and, and uh, even though there are good football players in Vermont, I mean, I, you know, the kid from uh, Troutwine that graduated last year from Middlebury right. was as good as anybody I've seen at Castleton in their ten year oh, yeah, history and for sure and. Uh, Grant Cummings from Colchester. Oh, there are, yeah. you know, there are some good ones uh, that have played in Vermont. But to really compete, you obviously have to spread out a little bit. And yeah, I to know keep it's, the really good ones yeah, home if yeah, you can. Exactly. But you do have to go outside also if yeah. you're going to have a competitive football program. And uh, uh, since Bob brought up hockey, uh, go along with the same season. How about Castleton and Green Mountain College men's basketball this season? Playing against Jim Calhoun. Yes, I know Jim Calhoun. Division. Unfortunately, their both games are on the road. <laughs> Jim Calhoun, who started off at uh, Wakefield High School. Oh, big uh, yeah. rival of Melrose. Yeah, and uh, the same uh, hometown is uh, is uh, McShane. Uh, oh. From uh, speaking oh, of Norwich okay, hockey, yeah. Yeah. of course yeah. he's not there anymore. But yeah, yeah, Jim Calhoun, Division Three. Yeah, but but he was he was high school though first, of course, and and aren't they they in Norwich's conference? St. Joseph's of Connecticut. I I think they are. I think they. I I think they are. Norwich in a lot of sports. Yeah, 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 and uh, and of course he coached at Northeastern. He coached Reggie Lewis, right? (laughs) He coached what? Reggie Lewis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think so. Yeah. Okay, I got to throw out one more thing. All right, Boston Red Sox. Now we're we're speaking they now. They got the legs because this last three weeks has been like, well, who are these guys? Yeah, they're, 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 well, yeah, but yeah. that that's that, And reason. we're talking uh, as we speak here, talking uh, the day before the uh, Yankee Oakland uh, wild card game, and uh, we're talking on a Tuesday, and it's a Friday when the uh, division series starts. I, I it came out today. I think that they are playing Friday night and Saturday night. I think Friday night seven oh, okay, thirty, right in the middle. Of it. Yeah. I'll concentrate on Rutland Rice, but the Red Sox will be going out the same. <laughs> and the, and uh, the next night is uh, they're playing at eight thirty or something like that. But you know, <laughs> there I, I was talking to somebody about that today. And of course, you got the Yankees looming, and I got to tell you, I hope Oakland beats the Yankees. I, do I mean, I really I don't want to play the Yankees. I too much you. pressure playing. Yeah, the, I know, and I can't. I, and play it's funny, despite 04, 07, and two thousand thirteen, we're all Red Sox fans, and we have the that. Uh, feeling of uh, insecurity or at least I do still uh, Yankee fans never seem to be insecure they're always confident that the ones I know eh, beat Oakland go on they're Oakland. too stupid to feel fear that's a, so that, what they're, they're, they're great Marines that's why Yankee fans are put them in a foxhole I don't want I hope yes. Oakland wins tomorrow night I know I'll get letters I don't care I don't think any of us I don't think any of us know which way the 
Chris Sale experiment is going yeah. to go. Yeah, if yeah. It's going, I, we're going to look back at it I, as a good thing uh, or bad. I, I, I don't I, think we have. The, I just any idea. I, no, we no. don't. I just wish no. one time, and I get it about working them up and all that stuff. But I just wish once or twice he kind of threw something at 98 to see to show everybody they can do it and he hasn't done that at all yeah uh, by the way the uh vasquez and uh johnson are not on the uh roster for the first round i know that okay uh so i don't know about the rest of them i hope kelly isn't on there but i think he is okay well i don't think i meant well i think really what matters right now is that sale yeah. And Price and Porcel, none yeah. of them seems to be pitching really yeah. well. Yeah, right they, they're the I first three guys, like too. Yeah. And those are the three guys. I mean, that's your and rotation, basically. Yeah. And I'm not uh, – and apparently, of, if it's the Yankees, Evaldi will go in game four. He'll be – the bullpen really concerns me. The bullpen of all the teams. I look at all these other bullpens. I was watching the games yesterday. Milwaukee, they all have great bullpens. Yeah. The Red Sox bullpen stinks. <laughs> There's no other way to put it, except that uh, Avaldi and uh, Eduardo Rodriguez will be put in the bullpen. So in theory, that makes it a little bit stronger. In theory, but yeah, I, and Oakland yeah. is not a pushover anyway. But I still want the Red Sox to play Oakland. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, listen, yeah. I, I just don't want to play Tampa Bay. <laughs> That's a team. Yeah, how about them? They won what ninety games, right? Yeah. Yeah, they did. But the thing yeah. is, I mean, you look at yeah. you look at the teams, and I, I think we talked about this the other night. Is that any team with a winning record, like Tampa and Yankees, Houston, yeah. Red Sox, and Cleveland? Have not done well against any of those teams in the last two months of the season. Yep. Really, you know, so that's that's a huge concern. Without, with the exception of sweeping that game against uh, that four-game series against the Yankees. Yeah. Besides that, it's been it's really yeah. really shaky. You know, that's uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in the Reds. Maybe they'll turn it on like that and just like start hitting the heck out of the, the ball. The one thing though, even though they haven't played, they still have pretty much won every time they they've had to. Right. Uh, right. Uh, so what, I'll give them yeah. credit to on that to this point. Yeah. I mean. That's no. what I kind of. I mean, they they I knock on wood, but they haven't lost more than three games in a row all year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, if they lose three games in a row in this, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, oh, think, there's my Red Sox. I think that is something to hang your hat on. The <laughs> fact they, yeah, they've I, done it. They've done it when they've had to. And J D. Martinez, I, in my opinion, Mookie Betts is the MVP. But J D. Martinez has been the big difference between last year and this year because mm-hmm. who uh, on that team? Who's the new? Who's the one guy that they didn't have last year? It's that guy. Yeah. yeah, but and I hope sales all right. If sales not all right, forget it. Yeah, right. yeah, that's that's trouble. Yeah. That's trouble. So, okay, listen, we're being waved off here. We're going way over <laughs> the you. limit. I don't care. It's been great. <laughs> I, although I would like to note right now, we just spent forty minutes in a room with Jack Healy, and we have not talked about the Bruins, the Celtics, or the Patriots, <laughs> which I think is astonishing by itself. You know, so well, how that, about those Patriots? I think, that means you, I think that means you're coming back this winter. It's a, okay, well that's all right. We can we can yeah. do this again. This has been a great a great installment here. We've had a lot of fun. Yeah, this was. So. Yeah. So uh, I want to thank you all for joining us on the Inside Pitch with Jack Hilly, our special guest, Tom Haley, uh, my cohort in crime here, and George Nostrin from BF, BF <laughs> doing the engineering here. Uh, go out and watch some games this year. Go see that Rutland High School game against Rice on Friday night, if nothing else. It's another one of those telling games in Division One that the, the uh, division where we don't know what the heck is going on here. So, uh, But thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you again next week. This is the Inside Pitch, brought to you by the Rutland Herald. Let us know what you think. Email us at sports at rutlandherald.com.